Episode 90 of Unlimited Railworks this week, video game choo-choo's anime podcast. 90. 90. That is, I, I still don't know, Did how many episodes did we do at the beginning that were, like we were doing it, was, were we doing it week to week or no, were we, we doing, were doing it, it monthly? Monthly, we were doing it okay. Monthly, so and then we were like... Even more. It, we we were have like, too much to talk about. Yeah, we were like, these are... A th- like three and a half hour long episodes we can't do this and then we're doing it every two weeks and they're still like two and a half hours <laughs> yeah well what are you gonna do uh when you watch that much stuff you know it's for real between the four of us they used to be just be three of us so mm-hmm. um yeah anime uh, that's john hi john Hi. Uh, yeah, we. I mean, this time we kind of didn't watch anime, but you know, we can. We'll touch on that in a moment. In a sense, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I, I, I wonder. I want. I mean, it's on Crunchyroll, right? So that means Crunchyroll knows anime or whatever their fucking tagline is. I don't know. Look, a- Annie List has it listed. Like when we watched *Common Rider*, that was not. That was definitely not an anime. But this one, I guess we can consider. An- I mean, it is. A st- it is Japanese animation. It is That's animation. So it I does have so. a lot of animation in it. Yeah. It, it does. does also. Yeah, it does also have some some CG. <laughs> oh boy. Um, Maverick, you are also here. Hi. Hey. You know, I think nowadays anime has that same feel as uh, pornography. I don't. I can't mm. define it specifically, but I know it when I see it. Of course. But also, I can define it specifically because it is a medium. But that's <laughs> yeah. Story. I was gonna say. Well, <laughs> or like you know, really like when, when the kids say, "Oh, that shit's so anime," and then you see it, and you're just like, "Oh yeah, this sure is cribby on aesthetics," without really understanding why the aesthetics are there. Hmm. <laughs> But Man, people say that so much actually. these days. People love to say that something's so anime, and then you see it, and you're just like, "No, nah. it's like a dude hopping." <laughs> like I don't like that's just that's just the fucking back out of the Krispy Kreme dude. Like I, mean, I don't. Uh, wrestling related, there is that gif fucking four years ago with the two wrestlers that are 
very much not good people uh, doing flips and stuff, and everyone's like, whoa, and it's like, yeah, they sure have ridden the success out of one gift for the last four to five years. I mean, that's what wrestling is based around, even before there were gifts. I, I feel mean, like. Yeah. But it, it's like at least a little bit broader. You're right, you're right. And then there is now an anime wrestler, uh, so to say. Shout out to Kid Bandit. They, they they do some really good work. I respect it. I don't think I've ever heard of them before. Are they, are they like, brand new? Uh, a little bit newer, and they've definitely leaned into, like, uh, you know, I'm the pro- literally being the protagonist of professional wrestling, but in a way that's very, like, I, I'm, like... Doing it in a way where the amount of confidence is very much needed in the reality of being a trans wrestler on the current scene. And mm-hmm. the support that they get is phenomenal. Oh, that's very good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Really good hair, too. Like, they got full-on <laughs> scene hair. It I, fucking I, I'm rocks. looking them up right now. Uh, and I can see that. Wow. That yeah. is really good hair. Holy shit. Right? I respect it. I respect it. LV, hi. You're also here. Hi, LV. Hello. How's it going with you? Do you have any any musings on the universe at large? On the universe at large? That's that's a big question. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> it is, isn't it? I saw you talking about you were doing video essays or something now. Unfortunately, true? yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not really related to, to, to anime per se, but uh, if you follow me on YouTube, I, I, might, I might say something insightful about anime at some point, but that's not necessarily the focus yeah. <laughs> at the moment. Uh, but hopefully, hopefully just, yeah, just more just stuff in general, uh, talking about like um, film and just media in general. Uh, right now, focusing on a lot of Filipino media um, and how, how that kind of relates to with the sociopolitical situation. Um, I think that's important to talk about. Absolutely. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, yeah, like, uh, not a lot of, like, a- anim- anime YouTube is very scary. I mean, because it, <laughs> yeah, it crosses, it's if I had to talk about that, <laughs> Every... it's, 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 it's vile. It's because it cross it pretty much crosses the same line of anime Reddit, anime Twitter. It's all bad. It's not all bad people, but it's mostly bad people that are sadly going to be the first things you see. <laughs> but deep down, you will find some interesting opinions like ours that, that are not normal. We're not normal. I don't think we're normal. Uh, but not vile, at least. I don't think we're vile people. Well, I, think it helps, I hope not. It, it helps that we are sem- somewhat well-rounded. Somewhat I, 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 I saw a thumbnail of, like, Gigook. He's like, I'm taking a break. Like, what the fuck is happening? Is it that bad that someone who has, like, just, got, just needs to take He's too busy getting married. I'm not going to think about like, it. <laughs> scary community we have a this is sadly medium with a very scary community <laughs> and I, I um and i do i do wonder i do wonder how like yeah like you know we talk about many times like the fortune that like younger generations have when it comes to anime being more accessible but that's also now like in the question of like cr- something like Crunchyroll being insane and getting rid of the free model um <laughs> i think it was crunchy roll right um so, so i don't know what's going on there uh because that's like a very accessible viewing point yeah. for a lot of teens to just watch it to watch stuff without you know resorting to other methods um but i i god that, that's such a problem i can't imagine like you looking at like someone just someone just looking up like 
Boku no Hero on YouTube, and then you get some you get some insane like reactionary. <laughs> yeah, like some percent. culture war weird. Yeah, like what, bit, yeah, like what is absolutely. going on? Right. Um, like they literally just wanted a dumb AMV or some cool fight, right? And then and then instead of getting dumb AMVs or stupid like cool fight, you know Naruto AMV, Linkin Park, numb, right? Uh, you get those <laughs> you're, gonna get, you're gonna get some some horrible dude's opinion piece on something that didn't need to be said or posted, right? Um, we need to bring that back. We need to bring back dumb AMV, like not well made AMVs, like just bad AMV. Like where is that? That's not I. I don't see it anymore. People are too good the now. Energy to post everyone. AMVs. Everyone has a video editor now under OS by default, and now you can just you can just make a good video. We need to bring that back. We need to bring back the art of bad. Vi- Ambies, uh, <laughs> bad shipping videos. <laughs> All that energy is going into like skits about like, oh man, what if uh, Netflix and YouTube were people or stuff like that? No, I've seen those. I've seen like those chibi. I don't know what they're called, but there's like various avatar makers where you can make a little movie. I've seen a lot of those. Yeah, that's also a very scary world. The AMV, but that's energy. how people do their ships instead of just writing fanfic. Now it's so advanced. I can't imagine. It's all. I was in, not that cool. It's and all neither in that Roblox skilled. High School. <laughs> I really feel like we need to destroy the algorithm. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm, yeah, yeah. I've just been thinking a lot recently because I was thinking about how I have a friend who is super big into the AMV scene, has been since sure. I met them when I was like 18. And Mm -hmm. they talk a lot recently about how, like, they have to either go to um, reddits, different subreddits related to things to find AMVs, or more grimly, like, 4chan. (laughs) No. There's just no (laughs) No way to actually, like, find this stuff on YouTube. Because it's like... uh, If they want some decent AMVs from a guy that had to go make them for a friend's band, uh, I can go (laughs) Uh and link them. Because not to uh, I mean, my own horn. I mean, it's pretty <laughs> I'm sure they're very if cool. If they're taking a commission. Um. <laughs> it's the easiest way to learn montage film editing. Especially I, I, uh, actually trying to figure out, like, a beat to it. Because that's deceptively hard. Bizarrely enough, I would think, too, like you know, a convention still being a weird place of, like, they don't know what they're doing in regards to, like, are we remote or are we in person? Uh, 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 AMV contests are still a huge part of, like, anime conventions, at least in the in the U.S., um, you know, and that's uh, that's an interesting way to find out, like, video editor names and the people who submit those stuff, um, sincerely, if they just want to find an AMV. But, th- again, those are good AMVs. Assuming they're submitting, they're, like, decent, right? And then, I can't, I, I don't know, I don't know if anyone sincerely submits a bad one and then people just play it. Like, I think about that a lot. I never sat in, like, an AMV contest panel. I, I wonder if that happens. They just play whatever submitted. I don't they know do. if they actually yeah. care. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God! They don't well, actually care. Okay. It okay. depends. Well, it yeah, really depends <laughs> on the type of panel. Like, Just if, find if the it's list a- of people who submit at AMV contest at cons. Uh, that's well, like, another way. <laughs> I'm thinking about what I know from, again, my, my friend has been making AMVs for, <laughs> like, ten years now or sure. something. And it's, like, I, from what I remember, there was, it's either, like, they do, like, you know when it, when they have concerts at night or whatever that go on for a lot of hours? Like, one mm-hmm. of the nights will sometimes be an AMV night you can go to yeah. also, and then they just play a bunch of AMVs, and then yeah. they judge it afterwards or whatever. Um, or they just do, re- watch them all beforehand, and then, like, you know, 
select uh, a, a beautiful yeah. set of uh, Naruto and Sasuke fights for everyone to yes. enjoy. <laughs> Everybody think they're gangster until they see Naruto Animal Life become AMV. <laughs> It's really cool though. It's really it's cool. The thing. I love the really really cool like when they when they when they put the black and white filter when he's going QB <laughs> mode. You know, it's like, whoa, all right, let's fucking go. There's a reason Dark Urkel Tribute goes hard as it does. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> fucking Dark Urkel Tribute. Fucking... Alright, we, we're talking <laughs> dark Jeeves. We're talking about Dark Urkel Tribute. I yeah, think... we're fucking up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we no, need no, to go no. back. I, I wouldn't say fucking up, but I feel like <laughs> we're diverging. <laughs> Dark Urkel fantasy. <laughs> yeah, okay. So yeah, anyways, we, we watched Thunderbolt Fantasy. Uh is it is it Woosia? Is that how you say it, uh, LV, that you said earlier? I, I've I've heard Woosia, I've heard Wuxia, like actually he likes to pronounce the X, I am not sure. I think okay. it is closer um, to Wuxia. Or Wuxia. Wuxia, Wuxia, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I believe I have X- such trouble. Right. Yeah, believe, there's a reason why I put a specific pronunciation guide. I know. I was going to say, <laughs> thankfully, we don't have to worry about me bungling too much further because Maverick did assemble a pronunciation guide that we can take a look at. Um, yeah, we watched Thunderbolt Fantasy, again, Urobuchi's little glove puppet show. Um, and uh, yeah, this is, you know, this was, was this a Crunchyroll production? Or was it, no, it's. Good smile. No, good, good smile. smile. That's, it. That's yeah. it. I always get them confused because they have both. They're and both Nitro orange. Plus. Yeah, well, Nitro Plus is inherent to the Urobuchi. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's you know, based off of like you know, very Chinese, like I said, wuxia, uh, like production work, martial arts, storytelling. I've seen a couple of these dramas before because uh, mm-hmm. my old roommate was going down a rabbit hole. Uh, like last year of watching a lot of them um and uh it's really an interesting sphere but i think it's even more interesting here because you really don't see anything like this uh that was always the thing that i thought about this show is just how unique how like individually unique it is in its medium and sphere of the modern era like there's just not a lot of puppet work in general these days um a lot of stuff has just been you know full-on pushed over to cgi and don't get me wrong there's a lot of cgi in this but um yeah uh you know it's a, this is a little story it's pretty straightforward like a storytelling type thing of like there's this country in the east and uh <laughs> there's this sword the tin is it tin shi han is that how it's pronounced tian xing jian Tan Xing John, okay. And that's me, and, d- again, uh, none of us, Yeah, I, I am to assume, none of us are fully uh, versed in the pronunciation of Mandarin or Chinese. We can at no. least fumble around with the Japanese because of the fact that that at least has been anglicized in a way that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, the romanization is yeah. more. The phonetics specifically of some characters for... Uh, Mandarin Cantonese again it's just even just learning about it a little bit oh boy when they talk about vocal or like um what is it pitch specific yeah. like language nah I, I understand that now in a way that I didn't really get prior it's it's something that I've been like trying to link cause like I, I, I've played Genshin in Chinese a bit um and a lot of characters in Genshin in fact have 
Chinese names and stuff like that, and there's a lot of Chinese language and stuff. And I've, I've tried to learn, but even that is like iceberg stuff. That is like tip of the fucking iceberg. Like, it's so hard to wrap your mind around it. And right, honestly, there's so many, yeah, there's so many dialects. Um, yeah, and it's a big fucking place. If you yeah, can it's a big it. fucking place. So there's gonna be a lot of it. Um, yeah, especially in regards to like, yeah, the Roma, the anglicized, anglicized and Romanization of like, like using the Latin alphabet and like, what does TS is a different sound and maybe yep. between Cantonese and Mandarin, you know, what does the X sound like in this dialect versus the different, you know, what does that mean, you know, and then the differences between W and H and like how that's swapped, you know, it's it's very complex <laughs> depending who you're talking to, so. Um, we, we are trying our best. <laughs> well, I can tell you basically this is, you know, that there's a sword um, mm-hmm. and the sword is, 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 it can, it's one of the 10, was it 10 swords or something? No, I'm just thinking that cause it's fucking 10 is a sword. <laughs> um, whatever. There's a bunch of swords that they use to fight demons in the war of fading dusk. Cause I love that name. That's a great name. Um, and uh, this sword is the bones of creation is after it. Um, who is this guy who just lives in a big tower in the mountains? And he wants to get the sword, and he's trying to stop uh, Lin Shuiha Ya, who is the enigmatic Gale, and Shang Bu Huan, who is this guy that the fucking enigmatic gal just tricks into doing a bunch of bullshit. And there's a bunch of other guys too that we'll get to them. We'll get to them. Um, and yeah, they just sort of, you know, very classical martial arts type follow the, you know, go on a journey, accomplish things, the twists, the turns, the big fights, lots of big fights. Uh, they get a lot of mileage out of, uh, here Yuki Sawano did the soundtrack for this. But when I say soundtrack, I realistically mean the one song they play every episode. <laughs> I have never seen a show where they get so much mileage out of one song than this one, perhaps. Uh, but they really do. It is... I popped off every time. Either way, uh, well, let's get into it. Uh, you know, John, I think I went for you last, last time. How about I go for you first this time? Sure. Well, I think my opinion is pretty straightforward. Um, I liked it quite a bit. Um, I don't think that this show is anything, like, super crazy special writing-wise. Um, it does tick off, tick quite a few of my, uh, particular check boxes there, because I do love a, uh, wacky ensemble cast. And I do wish that maybe we spent a little bit more time getting to know some of the characters here and there. Mm-hmm. But I do really appreciate that, like, everyone involved was just like, oh, we fucking hate this guy, but also we're kind he, he's got one over on us so we're gonna still help y'all out um i just i just like all that that kind of stuff it's 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 very silly but very fun um i just had a, had a good time watching it like yeah the combat is fun to watch even though i will say that like early on it can be a little difficult to watch just because of like the the way that it's edited and like paced Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as time went on, they kind of just, I, it feels like they got more comfortable with it. Um, and were able to actually like, show how the puppets moved and like clashed and did battle. It was just fun. It was just a breezy, fun watch. And it's one of those things where it's just like, yeah, I could just like show this to anybody. This is just a fun, a fun show. Like my room, my roommates who 
you know, aren't aren't anime heads uh, would walk by while I was watching it. And, you know, they would just stand there for a minute and just, like, watch it in motion just because it's so cool to just see these ornate puppets, like, move how they do and, you know, emote really well. Like, I... I fucking love uh, Shang Pu Huen so much. Like, I just love him, like, being so frustrated with everybody. Fucking owns. And, yeah, just uh. being like, y'all are fucking idiots, and I'm I'm just getting dragged around by these clowns. And, yeah, he's he's definitely my favorite character, which uh, is, is... I'm happy to know that uh, the, like, other uh, seasons continue to follow him. Um Cause yeah, like I, I definitely want to just like see him interact with more groups of people, and solve more problems. Um, God, yeah, it it's just a it's one of those stories where it's just like this classic fairy tale thing where it's just kind of like, and then another cool thing happened, and you're just like, oh shit, that's so cool. Some guy called the Screaming Phoenix Killer just showed up. There's a necromancer lady who can you know raise the dead and can like uh, it's just, there's just so much cool shit that goes on it's 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 a badass show i agree completely um i was way into it as someone who is very like oh let me just watch some guys fight for a while <laughs> like <laughs> like i have fallen off shonen only because i have not liked most of the modern like i mean i'm, I'm a big jujutsu kaisen person but that's like the only modern shonen I've been watching. Like, I couldn't get into Black Clover all the way. Fell off of Boku no Hero hard. It's like, finding a place to get that, especially in such a diluted, like, pure strain like this, is, like, this is just, like, it just fucking goes, and then it's done, you know? Like, it, it doesn't, it doesn't fuck around. And, like you said, I, I do kind of agree that I wish that there was maybe a little more fuck around time. Like maybe there was just like one thing they did before they went to the castle or something. Um, I still think it's really funny that they just straight up skipped the labyrinth. <laughs> yeah, no, it owned. <laughs> <laughs> they make this huge deal for like three episodes. Like we got, we got to, you got to play the flute. We got to get the flute. We got to go through the labyrinth and then the, the like the main trio just skip over the labyrinth. And then the rest of the crew just goes through the labyrinth off screen. And they're like, <laughs> and, and I just remember them being like, how did you get through there? And they're just like, yeah, we, we, we played the flute. We went through it. It's fine. <laughs> I agree completely. Shang Buhan is like the ultimate guy to me. Like he's great. Everything he did. His voice acting is incredible first of all i love the, yeah. the intonation he has i love when he's impersonating um the enigmatic gale or whatever and the way that his, the enigmatic gale's voice actor is trying to capture his fucking mannerisms and stuff like the oh he's shoot doing a pretty good job like, yeah yeah it's really good it's um fun. it's just a lot of fun i i think like i was able to put up with a lot of the i think you were you were saying this maverick yesterday or maybe the other day about like how like the drama feels a little bit contrived after a certain point um or like early on like the first few episodes or, or yeah, what have somewhat. you somewhat like it it's more so the fact that there is a it, it is very dense i i think something yeah. that the uh anime does very well is that it does capture wuxia drama in a way that's more like it, it feels like you're watching a play but then it is also a when you you know account for the time it is like a six hour play so some of those 
stretches of time can definitely feel just so packed with information that you kind of get itching for like people crossing swords yeah i can definitely see that because there is a little stretch of time right there in the middle especially um and i agree because it's like i think i think like it is a i think there it really does work as like a puppet show like a play like a puppet show type like very simplistic like expressing these ideas trying to make things look cool um but i do think that there is like a certain aspect there's just like it is they lean a little bit too hard in the direction to just dismiss a lot of stuff away like simplicity like like what i mean is um they really want to be really simplistic but then also just like give payoffs to things that didn't really exist like um at the end uh let me pronounce this correctly um the fucking little uh is 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 Soyeon Shao the uh, spear boy? Yep. Yeah. So him and 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 no, Dong no, Fei. No, no, uh, no. Jen, Jen no, that's the. Is. He's right. Jen Yeah, that's right. Yes, yeah. duh. Yes, 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 yes. yes. The frozen okay, wonder. Yeah. Yes, because yeah, Jen. Right. Fuck. Yes. Right. Um. So Jen, Jen, and and Don just get married, I guess, yeah. and it's like, okay. I guess you two talked three times. By association of you're not dead and you're not uh, yeah. Shanghai. And I know that, like, I think, um, uh, yeah, Shanghai is, you know, in later seasons, I believe, from what I am led to believe. So it's interesting to go into there. But it's like, yeah, I would have liked to see a little bit more of Sun Yun Shao, of, like, the Screaming Phoenix Killer, especially though I hear that the, the first movie is, like, almost entirely about the Screaming Phoenix Killer. I I felt swindled about the fact that this was a Nobuyuki Hayama character, and I did not hear any of his screaming. He, he, he was really constrained in this role. Like, extremely. <laughs> I... Um, it, it that is how Urobuchi fucks me. That that is how. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it gets you. I just it, it did really feel like I thought I thought it was it was fun to have the screaming phoenix killer like exist as this weird dude who's just like yeah I love killing I don't know <laughs> like <I> don't, <laughs> no not really like entranced by it or anything just like yeah this is what I do. Um, always a fun type of character that I, I tend to like. Um, but LV, what did you think of things, uh, before I get too far ahead of myself? Yeah, I, I love this. I love, this was something I kept putting off actually sitting down and like watching. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. And then I'm glad now I, I got started of it <laughs> because it's like in four seasons now. That's great. Good for it. Uh, but, like, I remember when I first heard about this, like, I think when it freshly did come out. And it was, like, a big deal. They were doing a whole, like, tour with their, their puppets and just showing it off. At, I think, I, and I think they did show up at one of the one of the North American conventions, too, um, stuff and promoting it. And, like, people were, people were, like, really interested in it, I think. Um, but otherwise, it sadly did not get a lot of attention in, here in the States. But, um but otherwise, that doesn't matter, right? It's still it's getting, it's get, it's on it's on another season, and it's doing well where it's doing well in like Chinese regions and in Japan, from my understanding. 
Um, I, do, I do really like that apparently it it got made because, like, Urobochi was just, like, at a convention as a guest of honor and walked by yeah. their booth. Saw and, some cool-ass dolls. And was just <laughs> like, oh, shit, I gotta make something with y'all. Yeah, uh, they, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, he saw, I think, uh, the studio who, uh, the workshop of, like, who actually makes the puppets. Um, and um, he's like, hey, you, <laughs> let's do something. Um, so if you actually see this, if the, the workshops, like, other, other work, um, they very much wanted to look like, to make these puppets look more aesthetically, like, anime. You know, to kind of make it more, like, akin to, like, what Japanese audiences are more familiar with. So if you see their other puppets, it's more, it's more... It's more stylized to like traditional Chinese art, where um, in this case they very much look like the Thunderbolt Fantasy puppets look like what was it? Those dolls? I forgot the name, but like yeah, a lot of those collectible like uh, ball jointed dolls. <laughs> that's that's what I my movie thinks like. Oh yeah, they look like those. Um, but yeah, when I first heard about this series, my mind immediately went to Thunderbirds, um, which was the British uh, sci-fi oh, yeah. mech series, which uh, for, you know, a lot of people don't realize how much of a legacy that had in a lot of in, in, in direct ways. I never grew up with it. This, that, that series is fucking old. That's from the 60s. Um, but I remember like. I remember seeing just bits of it, like, here and there throughout my life, and just being so astounded by it, about, by it and just the art, artistry of it. Um, and in that case, they used marionettes. They're not glove puppets. So it's, so it's very interesting how they were able to, like, hide some strings. and or it's like, like, those puppets were far more intricate, too, um, because of that. Um, I think they called the, that genre specifically... Uh, because that's also like a, a, a dedicated studio and a man like doing like a bunch of those shows. It was literally just one person who was like, "I'm going to do all these." Like like same same with Thunderbolt Fantasy. It's like it's it's like one workshop just doing all this. No one else is doing it. It's it's so interesting. But they called it like Marionette Nation. Mar- Marionation. It looks like Mario Nation, but it's like they're trying to say Marionette plus animation. Um, but I thought about that a lot, and it's like such an interesting like gap between these two series that. Nothing like that has happened since in the West. I mean, you have like a lot of the Jim Henson stuff. Like you, like you have like the recent Dark Crystal. You have the Muppets, but it's not the same, right? It's yeah. like these are like smaller. These are really only mobile with your hands. Like you know, things like the Muppets require like require body acting, and and in a way that makes it a little more. You know, it's still hard art, um, but it makes it more accessible to be able to figure out how to like not only you know they're making these puppets from scratch, right, and like to figure out how to, like, articulate them in such a way that it will be effective for the camera and how they end up planning on shooting these things and then to add on the effects is, is incredible. It's it's very fascinating. Um, but, but yeah, Thunderbirds, something like Thunderbirds and all that, those series, um, thinking about it now, I feel like, I feel like British television has so much more respect for children's media. Uh, <laughs> like, there's so much, like, coming out of there and, like, so they're willing to do weird stuff like that and fun weird stuff like that. Um, but, like, even as far as the 60s, like, the, the, this, there was something very intricate happening here. And it, it's cool to see that continue on in, in something like this. Um, but it would be nice to see something like that in, in, in the West again. Um, that would be, that'd be very fun. Um, but, but, yeah, I also, but as another flashback, I clearly recall Nickelodeon in a very dark time period for Nickelodeon when they were, they too were also like, you know, you know what, we should have a little more live action programming. 
Which, not to say, Nickelodeon has always had that balance between live-action programming cartoons. But they had a lot of, like... They had an era of really bad, just bad shows. Um, and this is, like, already, like, I'm, like, past my teens where I'm probably not watching Nickelodeon as much as I used to. Um, and it's not Thunderbolt Fantasy, but there was another Luxia puppet show that they recut and dubbed over <laughs> called Woolen Warriors. Woolen and I'm saying that now wondering if anyone... Re- oh, yeah. Man. I do yeah, and it's that. made by I, the same workshop. Um, I don't know too much <laughs> about it. I, mostly all I know about it is that it's like most, for the most part, lost media. Because yes, it was so yeah. bad that nobody saved it. <laughs> it yeah, it's so bad no one saved it. Yeah. yeah. But I, I'm just thinking about it now. It's like, wow, okay. And then now I'm here watching a proper uh, show of this. Um, but, but wow, yeah. Um, but, but that in itself is a different show. That is like a different show that this, uh, that the puppet makers also made. Um, that yes, yeah, so they made some sort of bastardized dub of it for Nickelodeon, and it didn't last as long. Um, but I'm talking more about things that are connected to the series beyond the actual series. I, like I said, I, I just love this series. I, I love, like, I love all the layers to it. I, I think I was, like, talking about, like, it's so interesting how this was shot, like, a daytime show. It's, like, the, the frame rate is so high. It's kind of weird. Uh, but I think it makes sense for it. I think it makes sense that they really wanted to capture, like every detail like i the fans the fucking fans blowing in the puppets off screen i think about that uh <laughs> their hair is constantly blowing um i love it whenever there's a shot of their little ass feet like mm-hmm. walk it's just so goofy to me. it's like no it's so silly and like they got showed him running like it's so good <laughs> it's just there's so many charming cute little details about this show but yeah i, I agree overall like it really is the artistry of this show that holds it together. Like, I agree, like, there's some... I think there's some issues with it in regards to the story and, like, how they paced it out. We're like, hey, I wish they could have developed this further. But, you know, if you think about it, if this was, like, translated into, like, an actual, like, Chinese Taiwanese soap, dra- soap opera or live drama, like, it would be fucking long, right? It would be, like, the episode would be, like, so long. Um, in a lot of ways, I think that would not be efficient for them. And, like, you know, with this being the first season of something that was experimental to begin with, it is... This is super impressive that it otherwise, like, holds up as a whole right Mm -hmm. but right there are a lot of parts to it where i think like it was very intentful with again in a very soap operatic way like oh we're gonna have a cliffhanger here or we're gonna intentionally probably underdevelop this thing or this character because we hope to make more right you know and and not always that's a problem that's a huge risk but ultimately they're here now right making more episodes right um but to, but to me, that is, like, a little familiar with, like, again, a lot of Asian dramas and just certain, like, story structures I've seen and experienced where it's like, yeah, yeah, they're doing that thing. Like, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, overall, nonetheless, I, I, I think it's, this yeah, this is an awesome series and there's nothing quite like it in recent years um, it, it, it do, doing what it's doing. When those, when these fucking puppets die, and like they, these puppets were fatality, like doing fatalities on each other. Oh my was, fucking god! It's are you just kidding so me? insane. Like spitting up blood. It's so when fucking, <laughs> it's just so absurd. When Diao Ming got his fucking rib cage, just like, oh, it was so good. It, okay, in general, episode eleven was like. <laughs> 
the most I've popped off for an anime in a while when he fucking just goes when he picks up the sword and he goes, This is just a fucking stick painted. Like what the fuck? And we're just like, yeah. Oh, it was you've just been, I'm like the blue SpongeBob fish. Wait, that's just wood? You weren't using a real sword? <laughs> Oh my god. It fucking owns so hard and then unlimited blade works ass motherfucker in the last episode I was just like you know, this you is, know you uh, say that you say yeah. that Junichi Suabe also the voice of Archer yeah. I was going to say that he really did use his fate pull to bring in that motherfucker god <laughs> I I I do love um the necromancer woman as as an antagonist even though like from the beginning she's like a twisted woman that they decide to like hit recruit like she's 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 fucked up why and they're like you know we could use her let's bring let's and then they're surprised she like double crosses them i wish <laughs> it's just like okay she's insane and i love it she's she's iconic for it um yeah yeah i have a feeling she's like a recurring she becomes a recurring villain she like elevates to like a higher status villain it seems like in later seasons in some way um she's a necromancer she won't fucking die of course not right <laughs> or like she won't die right away it's not immediate um but she she's she's great she's like a great twisted little antagonist um uh, yeah i i think like yeah i think all the characters like are, are yeah just well-rounded and like fulfilling fulfilling what they fulfilling what they sell you to what they are you know you, you right you have like you know again you know don Fay, who's very much like here's the here's the here's the like innocent female protect but she's also like very i i, I appreciate how very much upfront there she's like very self-sufficient i think that's great i think she i think it's great she wasn't like a, she did she didn't have like what i feel like were a lot of female characters like of her type and like appearance like oh she's like innocent and she you know she you know like she and she has to be kind of be like you know uh, carried a lot right she didn't need they didn't need to force her to like a damsel in distress arc before she like transforms into someone who's like a formidable fighter right i, I feel like that happens a lot mm-hmm. she has to have like this you know but she didn't she's pretty me like okay i can fight and i can beat people up i you know and she's like pretty much on the same like level of like everyone else who like is capable of combat right um and i, I appreciate that um all good characters. All good characters. Great. Whenever the music kicks in, the theme yeah. song. I think I said like, the yeah. one song. They fucking got it. Like, they just, <laughs> they put, they were like, Sawano, can you make the song? And he was like, oh, I got you, song. buddy. And it, it plays every time. And it's right every time. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking great every time. <laughs> uh, um, I was going to say, with, with regards to the women characters, that was the entire reason I this, this had been on my to-watch list, despite mm-hmm, my... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, trepidation with Mr. Urobuchi. Sure. Um, oh, yes, yes. And surprisingly, it did not happen. Yeah, because I was hearing was like, from oh. what, what people were saying is the man is having too much fun to remember misogyny, and I believe that, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that could be 100%. Because <laughs> the whole thing just looks really fun. All of it. Mm-hmm. Like, it just feels like they were like, like, you can feel, I think, in a lot of shots, like, especially in the opening when they have them like all the cool guys like poses and everything yeah. you can feel them being like oh okay wait no you need to move him a little more to the left like he'll look <laughs> they're so yeah, they're cool they're literally just on like a rotational plate and they're like how yeah. can we <laughs> how do we make this look as cool what, as possible and it's like maybe against a green screen too like what effects you know the guy putting in the effects like what background do you want for him yeah 
<laughs> oh, that does remind me. I take one umbrage with one thing in particular. I sure, think I love yeah. the show a great deal, but I have problems yeah, with one perfect. thing. It's definitely not perfect. And that is the fucking puppet feet in the opening. Every time <laughs> they showed up, I was like, get the fuck out of here with those. We don't need those here. There ain't no feet in this series. Get out of here. They're little shoes. They're little. They little didn't have. You, we don't have to see their shoes most of the time, anyway. You mm-hmm, can see them mm-hmm. sometimes. But well, like I said, when they show it, it's the funniest thing. It is so funny. Like when there's a shot of a puppet who, for some reason, needs to lift their knee up. Yeah. Which I. It is insane. It's just like it's just a weird reminder that like you're watching a fucking puppet show. Do you, how do you feel, viewer? You're watching a puppet show. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel fucking great. That. I'm hype. <laughs> Yo, she a member of the Hu Yin Shi and got to defend the Tiang Jing Jian, and she got feet. Uh, <laughs> she needs a fucking guard for those feet. Not. F- oh yeah, she keeps showing her she feet. She's in the yeah, water. She... That's why she's a twisted woman. <laughs> she is a twisted woman. Um, but no, I, I, I really did like this series quite a bit. I, I really, I'm impressed by how much I liked it. Like, I ended up watching the first think of three episodes at a friend's house and i remember we had just put it on just like oh yeah i was asked to watch this for the podcast or whatever and i was just like yeah and i put on the episode one and immediately i was like so hype i was like this is so fucking good um friend of the show former member trixie was complaining like john was saying about some of the like visual errors but i do think mm-hmm. as it goes it does get a lot better about it like mm-hmm, just mm-hmm the overbearingness of it all um they learn how to use the cgi a lot better um but i will say for as much as i love episode 11 and 12 um there is a lot of like whack cgi with that last (laughs) demon (laughs) where it's just sort of like i'm like yeah this is fine but yeah it's i think it's i think it's very apparent like once you get into the flow of the series like it, it becomes a little too noticeable and it's i think it's very apparent too that at least from my perspective, I yeah, it's it's like clear that it, I think they're using it a lot as a crutch. Yeah, and definitely. and and but are still a little not that confident yet about the puppets entirely holding up a scene, et cetera. But like, no, I I it, I, I, I I I'm definitely looking forward to see if like how much they learn to like rely on it less. And and again, like too, it's just insane frame rate too that I think yeah. makes it a little yeah yeah I, I, yeah, yeah I I yeah. do wonder. I was thinking after I had finished it, I was like, I really maybe I should have downloaded this from somewhere because like Crunchyroll encoding is famously uh, mm-hmm. let's say less than ideal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maverick, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about with this? I know I just sort of like hopped in for a little bit with you earlier. I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to talk uh, about. I'm trying to think, you know, it, it's, it's uh, interesting to see this come out at a point where I think Urobuchi was definitely stretching his legs a little bit with just like stuff he was working with. I know, oh God, cause this was, Oh no, no, no. I'm mixing my wires up three years prior to this. He was also writing on a common writer Gaim, and that went some fucking ways in terms of production. It certainly did. And I'm trying to think. There's definitely a rhythm to the stuff he's like worked on, and I think seeing this, seeing this production, like they're definitely. It's an Urobuchi uh, product because of the fact that people get fucking murked, but then also I think yeah, it's such a practical. Um, product that 
you can tell he just got lost in the fun of the production. Yeah, it's it's very whimsical. That's what that's what I've thought been, been thinking about it. Is just yeah. it has such a degree of like like I said, they're having fun with it, but just like in general, like he doesn't get caught up in his own tropes or his own like like this ends on a good ending is what I'm like going for. Really like like what's does anything like really truly bad happen? By the end of this, like I I can't think of anything like nihilistic. Like a lot of his other works, like I think about like a Sayano Uta or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a hero slash action story that ends on a generally like here's a conclusion. Yeah, here's a conclusion on a hero's hero's journey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think also it just like working it out in a way where it's like I want to make sure that the puppetry is the first and foremost uh, production here. Like, this is what I want the focus to be versus, like, what I would normally do. And it definitely shows just because, you know, even seeing it in the comments, because what's my favorite thing to do? But, like, people, like, joking around about, like, man, like, what I don't expect an Elmo to show up. And it's like, (laughs) there is definitely a perception of puppetry, at least in the United States, where, you know, mentioning Thunderbirds, which I did not realize actually was its own uh, puppet-based medium. I just knew, like, some of the live-action stuff later on. But also, like, yeah, um, you can find all 14 episodes of Woolen Warriors. I just found that out. (laughs) (laughs) But alongside that, you know, you mentioned Nickelodeon. A lot of early Nickelodeon was so propped up by non-Muppet puppetry. Shows like Pinwheel and uh, Hocus Focus, I want to say. like so. Cousin Skeeter. Cousin Skeeter later on. (laughs) (laughs) But like Mr. Media, of course, (laughs) in like the early 2000s. But like Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, So much of the use of uh, puppetry was there, but in a way where like the things that they would want to do and try to get the messages across like uh for example a show in the 70s called vegetable soup that was maybe the one legitimately good show that tried to tackle racism and inequality Mm -hmm. of all things but people got so hung up about these very rudimentary puppet designs where it was like elongated cloth body with your like physical hand motion and then just like obscure head focus the thing that works for uh, Thunderbolt Fantasy is the fact that they are visually appealing uh, puppets because that is such a thing that like can turn people off I think which is unfortunate because there is so much that the medium can provide and so much that the medium can do but it's one of those things that you can really just get caught up with the very nitpicky details of it definitely yeah, I, I think, yeah, there tends to be still, like, a very kitschy association um, with, with pu- pu- because also, because also like, I, I, I don't know the history of puppetry in, in the United States. I'm not sure. Um, there probably is, you know, there probably is maybe some sort of um, a puppetry that exists in, like, a lot of indigenous cultures, but maybe I, I don't personally know that, sadly, and I'm not sure if there was any piece of media that explores that, but that, that that's sadly probably it. Like, there's no <laughs> there's no cultural, like, uh, attachment to puppets in the United States. I, I think in the same way that 
Europe has, yeah, you know, absolutely. in the same way that Asia has, you know, where they were, where puppets were used as very, very uh, lucrative and significant ways of storytelling. Um, and in the case of the United States, I don't think that history is there, um, or at least the history of it is positive. I could maybe, I, I wouldn't be. Actually, yeah, now that I think of it, like, I'm sure puppets were used in minstrel shows, and sadly, that is a, a very negative thing, right? It's, it's, it's associated with kitsch and, like, lowbrow things. Um, and, um, and again, if there's, like, a richer culture there, especially within indigenous cultures, I, I sadly don't know. But, you know, it sadly has been lost in mainstream thought. Um, so, so that could be a lot of it. And, and I agree with you, yeah, like, I think these puppets having certain very aesthetic pleasing qualities about them helps a lot um but but that's to say like i i've thought about it if if muppets if there were Mu if these puppets were replaced i would still watch this i i personally would think i mean, I mean you think, think about though, muppets, <laughs> muppets are also that level of aesthetically pleasing because it's a vision yes that is really thought out intricate and designed it's also that is to say, the Muppets like have an established uh, universe. They have established rules, and whenever people talk about you know this but Muppets, what if this movie was this but Muppet? You know, people get it. But then if you just talk about something outside the context of Muppets, like I, I think I think people have a harder time like <laughs> reckoning with that, right? And I, 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 like Muppets do have like rules and like a history they've established with what they are and what, how they work and both the comedy and the, the, yeah, the rules of storytelling they work with that I, I think you'll know how to work with and improvise around. Whereas for something like this, right, it's still very unfamiliar to, to some folks. I think that we could have had a parallel reality where after all those Muppet movies in the nineties that yes. were all live action, right? Like we could have, we could have gone somewhere, I think, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. we're far too off that path. Now we can never go. <laughs> he was trying. Bring it he back. was trying to the very end. Those, he really was. I mean, like uh defunct land had a very good miniseries on it where a lot of those later ideas there's something yeah. there, you know, like the storyteller, like some of these other things, but it was just a matter of not trying to adapt the medium in a way that felt like it would always be around rather than seeing how exactly the medium could be used in a new format or in a new uh, direction, which, you know, mm -hmm. the thing that made his specific form of puppetry in the States work was the fact that it was puppetry with the concept of the television in mind. Yeah. I, I think it's like heartening to see like a lot more practical effects, um, being embraced again, um, like in film and yeah. television and, and a lot of things. And so we're seeing a lot of puppetry work there. Uh, but, but I think it will be still like a long time, I think for something to be entirely like puppets, like, you know, not like a hundred percent puppets and not like, five percent puppets you know yeah a here's a character crutching. that's yeah yeah, yeah like yeah, the crutching like, we're seeing here even right like the, yeah, the relying yeah. on cgi yeah 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 um like yeah there are clearly parts like in like the running sequences for instance where they they clearly like photograph the puppet to be mapped as a digital puppet and then you know they animated it digitally right um that i noticed personally like yeah like i think it'll be a long, yeah i think it'll be a long while before we get there again you know um if at all, right? Like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that would look like, especially for an American series. Um, 
but yeah, and like in the, especially in, right, the, in the current animation sphere in general, I would say, which right. is more, the most likely place you're going to see it. I I feel like we are there. There there are people doing good works. So I don't get me wrong. I, right, right. Uh, but there is a rather dire focus on the Rick and Mortys as it is. Yes, yes, mm. yeah. Mm. A certain aesthetic that I think no one wants but has to deal with. Not even just aesthetic, um, just structural sensibility. Oh yeah, structure like, and comedy. Just, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very, very one specific bit. Very, very, right. very stoner humor, almost. I right. would say, and in a way that is even different from the way that stoner humor was, like I'd say, fifteen years right. ago. Like, oh right, yeah, very different. Right, like, like the thing I can think of, like it's sad. Like the thing I can think of is immediately is Team America: World Police. Um, and that was a parody, right? It's, like, kind of using puppets to kind of make fun of it in a way. T- I mean, like, on top of it being, like, a, not a funny movie. Uh, <laughs> but but it was, the use of puppets was, like, referencing back to Thunderbirds. But yeah, it was, was kind of using it in a kitschy a way. Thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was using it in a kitschy way and not necessarily to be, like, respectful of it, I think, entirely, you know? Um, so... So it's so it'll be a bit, but yeah, that that niche is out there. Like again, I don't know how big the Dark Crystal fans are. Like I, I truly do not. I, I think that I think that's a very small, <laughs> narrow. I mean, but but they 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 really went through with making a new series, so you know, good for them. So I don't know, but it's out there. People people would like to see something like that. Um, it really is just so uh, a a really like. I'm, I was really curious. I, I didn't end up looking into it, but what I kept thinking was I wanted to look into to see what the, like, Chinese, uh, not market, but, like, sure. what the medium is looking like over there for this stuff. Mm-hmm. Is there something like Thunderbolt fans? I, I saw a few things when I was doing a cursory look, but I'm curious to see popularity and stuff like that because i imagine there is probably just like there is in europe the same way that there's probably just a lot more like just literally physically practicing uh people out there just doing it out there in the city or something um i know that's a big thing in like germany and denmark and stuff yeah oh yeah 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 definitely in, in theaters and stuff yeah it's it's we really i know I've, I've said this like a million times on this fucking but we live in such a big world it is like crazy like people always say like like how small the world is but it, it really is crazy how different things are and how mm-hmm. people how things diverge yeah just how, how things diverge how they how they are the same at their core but you know fundamentally came about in a different way by necessity or or our interest like just just really Really fascinating stuff. We love anthropology, you know? It's great. <laughs> um, all right. Well, is that it, is that it for uh, Thunderbolt? Is that all we... I think so. Got? Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Then we can get into um, the show proper, <laughs> as they say. Uh, yeah, so um, I wanted to get right out of the gate. Maverick, Birdie Wing's so fucking good. Birdie Wing's All the great. time. <laughs> Uh, they've transitioned into a school arc, and normally when things transition into a school arc, I'm immediately like, oh, fuck, here we go. But, but, this is barely a school arc, you know? They transitioned into a school arc, like, eight or nine episodes into the season. Yeah. And And there's only 13 episodes. Yeah, no, next week it's done, and they're, like, barely, like, tonight's episode was just... Oh, by the way, we're gonna go play the tournament. 
next week's the tournament. <laughs> in one fucking episode, like, what are they gonna do? I have no idea. And, you know, God bless... We, uh... Uh, there are there there are a few anime originals this season I think that managed to at least end in a note that isn't like out of nowhere, and it, it's surprising to see, especially with how regular it is to have an anime original show just completely go off course from the original intent. But Birdie Wing, you know, it's good that Birdie Wing started. At like seventy, <laughs> yeah. So that it could just continue to ramp up. I am. Uh, um, I'm really curious to see if they're doing more of it. In all honesty, like I, th- there was talk of them making like the official gear and stuff like last month. Um, that the the girls are wearing or whatever in real life. Um, and I was just, I was just curious because like. like the real thing that's throwing me off is half of the characters in the opening are just not in the show. You don't know yet. fuck all about these characters. Yeah, like, and I, I, I know I'm one episode behind because I didn't watch tonight's episode. But like, when I was seeing the episode for like episode eleven, I was just like, we don't know any of these golfers. We don't See, even know like half of these mafia people. <laughs> I, I have to go double check again because I don't even think the people that are coming up in the tournament are even in the dang. In, uh, they aren't. Uh, I'm double checking. I'm double checking because I honestly don't know. I thought like the final woman was okay. Uh, okay, no, there's the uh, with like the green outfit. The headband girl's there. I don't know the red shirt girl. Uh, those other ones that are in between. Yeah, like we looking at it, it feels like we are at a midway point, but I don't know if there's actually a second core. Yeah, or if I don't either because no one knew if there were there that there was only thirteen episodes until I think Bandai said it like last week. <laughs> like, yeah, and it was just like who knows when it will end. I don't know. F- fucking I'm insane praying, production. Praying that there's been enough actual like positive groundswell that they can just go ahead and set up a second core for like next year i hope it's so fucking good i need it every week it my girlfriend keeps saying that it really does have despite being very different it has like the same shit as like keijo where it's just like yeah let's just keep fucking going sure yeah Yeah. let's fucking go Uh, in a way that i think a lot of sports I mean, yeah, it's a fucking sports anime that I'm watching, and I hate sports anime. You know, like, it's, they nail it. It's great. I know it's so tangentially. I mean, no, it's not. It's not really. I was going to say it's so tangentially a golf anime because it's so insane, but it, it really is at its core still a golf anime. I'm loving this insane woman they introduced in, like, two episodes ago or whatever, who is just, like, makes dents in the court or whatever. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. That's... Just makes holes in the ground. <laughs> So it fucks up the course. I mean, that's the thing. They literally create a world where golf runs everything. And so when it's so ingrained to the, like, uh, setup of your world building, it's easy to forget, like, oh, right, other stuff happens. Like the mafia. <laughs> like the golf mafia. 
I, I, I really hope there's a second season, if only because I want it to come out, like, I want it to fucking Rose to come back. Like, I, like you thought I was dead. No. Oh, my God, that is... <laughs> I got better at golfing, and I'm gonna help you win, <laughs> or something. Like, that's... I just want it. I want, I want this insane golf cabal nightmare. It's a good show. This is, this is the thrust of it. It's, it's a good show. Um, they're really uh, dialing up the um, the uh, Yuri content, I think, oh, as well. Wait, wait until you see the preview for next week. I I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think I have an idea. Um, good series. Har- highly recommend it to everyone. Highly recommend it. Um. I'll go to John, and then I'll go to one of these LV Maverick branch combination shows. Uh, I'm also not caught up on Kong Ming, so we don't have to talk about that. John, I'm 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 like three episodes behind. Of course. I don't know about you, but I think I'm two episodes. I'm I don't I don't remember. I'll be um, honest. I'll be honest. It it's not lighting a fire under my ass to want to finish it. Yeah, like I, I, I was kind of feeling the same way. I, I really like it. Um, I think they do a, a lot of good work with the bit. I think like what was really dragging me from making it like a oh I'm hyped to watch this every week was the focus on. I really have this inherent problem with the way that the creation of art is treated as this like mystical thing. Um, I talk I talk with uh, my girlfriend about it a lot, but like it really is that show like going into this thing of like, but you need to find your voice. And I I always just take a lot of umbrage with the way that they remove the, you know, everyone is built, everyone and their art is built up off of the communal experience they've had with the help of everyone around them. Like no matter what, it's always based off of like, like art is iterative of like past works in some sense, like not directly, like it's not a direct clone. It's just, it is built off of it. That's just how humans build their thought processes and to dismiss it as this like weird metaphysical, like spiritualistic thing just always rubs me the wrong way. And they were really doing that for a few episodes. That's You're fair. right. You're right. But I will say, I think selfishly a big reason why I'm kind of falling off of it is just like, Where's Kongming now? He's like <laughs> that's what I was going to get into too. Is <laughs> Kongming wasn't there, and they were only focusing on that. Uh, so it was like this thing where it was just like the where's my boy? Like he said he'd be here for me, and he's not. Yeah, it's just like like a part of like a big part of why it was fun to watch was because it was goofy involving him with the whole structure of the show like it was like he he was he was showcasing her natural talent but he was also like oh hey i also did this wacky thing to get people to see you and now like you know it's 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 good on the whole that that she's doing stuff on her own but it's like I want to see goofy shit, and her yeah. succeeding isn't goofy. It's just like she's like just doing a good uh, job, and I'm like, I'm, I guess, I guess I'm happy for her. I guess I don't know. At the end of the Hanamine episode arc, or basically, um, when he fucking shows up and he takes off the mascot outfit and he's there, like that was like the most I had popped off for that show in like episodes because he was back. I was just like, fuck yeah. yes. 
here he is we should have had this like every episode like when he's hiding behind with the little branches by watching Kabe rap or whatever like that was like good it's just like I don't I wanted to see more characters introduced but it was like they introduced more characters at the burden of removing Kabe basically yeah absolutely um I think they're going to announce that fucking season two though so I mean I'll be like again I'm gonna be a little mean here and I'm just gonna be like what is season two gonna be what are they gonna do after this you know he's gonna he's war war I mean this is this is a manga yeah there's plenty to death from the manga and I know but is it gonna be actually interesting is the thing because it's just like I want I want to see if they're just gonna keep following her music career is it just going to be like, okay, yeah, here's this... Like, I want it to be a story about Kongming and her doing stuff. Not her doing stuff and Kongming is there, you know? I want there to be more involvement with him. Because I feel like if the story just keeps going with her and leaves him in the dust, it's just like, I don't want to fucking interact with it then. I Like, I... I, I I could watch, like, any other fucking, like, idol show, you know? Yeah, and that's that's that that really was my problem. I was getting at in a little convoluted way, unfortunately. Sorry for that. But like it, it's just like I just don't I don't feel anything for the production aspect. Like it was working as a like it is a production from the most insane way possible. What if a stre- like oh fucking you know 800 BC strategy dude was doing idol produ- production like that was the bit and then it just felt like eventually it was just like oh like unironically though like he's just producing her which i appreciate the earnesty don't get me wrong because i i'm very tired of irony but it's like i think there was a way to walk that line more elegantly um mm-hmm. than they have absolutely yeah it, it it's it's very much they 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 made it too earnest in a way, you know, like they were just like, "Hey, we have to take this completely seriously, and this ain't a joke anymore, folks." And it's just like, "I, you could, you could just, you could just have a little bit of fun with it. Come on, come on, have some fun with it, like before." Ooh, I, I will say, you know, we we know Ego's on board with Summer Sonia. We know Kong Ming's on board with Summer Sonia. Who do you think may not be on board with Aiko going to Summer Sonia? Lubu and Ave comes out on his fucking horse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, uh, fucking, uh, Shangbu Huan, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, hang on okay. a second. Oh, fuck. Hang Wait, on a okay. This reminded me my favorite fucking thing in all of Thunderbolt Fantasy, like I said, was when he fucking said, like, Wait, your sword's just this. And he goes, like, the running bit of, like, him not knowing anyone's names. Just so that at the end they can have a go, oh, wait, shit, if you came from another country, that means you're, like, super famous there, right? And he's like, yeah. Um, <laughs> nobody knows who the fuck you guys are. <laughs> it's just like, oh, so fucking good. Oh, it was so good. The Edgeless Blade. Ah, uh, Um. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> other anime. <clears throat> um. <laughs> Uh yeah yeah y'all y'all watched Aharen. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the end, would you say it was worth it? 
The Straits have won. The Straits yeah, have won? let's okay. fucking go! <laughs> wow. They finally won? <laughs> after so long. After being humiliated and shamed and ridiculed and persecuted. Heterosexuality has a platform. <laughs> and more people are saying this. <laughs> No, it was cute. It, it It is a very cute show through to the end, and it definitely had its problems in the middle, but I'm... Yeah. It surprised me how much I actually got invested with Raido and Aharen as a couple. I was personally surprised they, like, really just ended with that, too. Like, because, it's, again, it's something that's, like, ongoing and, like... I wonder if, like, are they dating in the series as is, or if it, they're still not, you know? I, I was surprised, like, how they're just, like, where shows like this tend to, like, leave it still open-ended, and they're like, no, okay, they're gonna have, like, a blatant, explicit confession to each other, and and it was actually too, like, kind of very uh, touching and, like, heartwarming at first, where, like, it was, like, actually, like, two episodes prior where it happens, and then they, they like, leave you hanging on it for a bit, and you're, like, kind of stressed out and tense until the end, where it's like, is, is he gonna respond? Like, what's gonna, what's gonna happen here? Um, so it was a little surprising that they just went with it as a very explicit, like, uh, love confession compared to many other things with similar two character dynamics, like, will they or won't they things, and they, they just, they just leave it open-ended, and it didn't here, um, which was, again, like I said, surprising. Um, yeah, I agree overall. It's just like, here's a cute show with a lot of pretty surprisingly funny moments out of dull scenarios. Um, you know, here and there, there are jokes that just don't hit, and, like, a couple that were just kind of problematic, uh, a little weird there. Specifically the fucked up teacher, I don't know what's going on with her. I, she has issues. She should not be in a in an environment teaching uh, teenagers. Uh, she she I don't know what's going on. She's or... just overwhelmed by all that esteem, you know. Yeah. Elvi, <laughs> did you, was it you that watched the fishing anime with me? Like we both watched the fishing anime. Was it you? Yes. Yes, we did. Remember that horrible teacher? She also teacher? was fucked up. Yeah, I was yeah, thinking about that yesterday. Yeah, that Why was awful. Why is she just an alcoholic around her? Students? Just awful. Just awful. Why is she allowed? It was bad. There wasn't like anything funny about it. It was just sad. Yeah, it was just like it was like it was like miserable. <laughs> it was uncomfortable. Yeah, it wasn't funny. It was just uncomfortable. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but yeah. So better than Shikamori. I would say so. Honestly, like a very beautiful, like visually beautiful show, Shikamori. It's just difficult, for me at least, to get invested in a way where it's like, I get the joke that you want to go for, but you gotta give me more. And it seems like the manga is giving more, so, you know, I won't count it out entirely, but when it comes to what had a stronger season, I probably would give it to Ahaden. Ooh. I'm not surprised because I dropped like immediately. Hey, I, but. There, there are two episodes I have not bothered to watch yet. 
there's a Aharon plushie now for sale. I was about to ask you, you about just, that. Yeah, just you can hang just out get with her that. Yeah. similarly. Yeah. It's just like the fucked up one she made, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's sick. It's probably like her, act- like, you know, probably not accurate to her size, but similar situation where she's very small and you have to figure out what to do with her. <laughs> no, it's not a <laughs> exactly five foot as plush, unfortunately. Oh, mm-hmm. man. <gasps> of course. That'd be really good. Um... Y'all watch Healer Girl too, right? Do you just want to go into that too? Sure. Yeah. I figured why not just not let hit me, these nails? Let me tell you, I, and I've mentioned this many times, I like musicals. I love musicals. I'm a Broadway freak. I love it. Um, mm-hmm. And there were many points, like, I, I had kind of mixed feelings about this series, but overall I think this is, like, an excellent concept and I'm glad to have seen it through and, t- to have, and for it to have fulfilled its promise of, like, completing. <laughs> um... That said, like there were, there there were some there were some episodes I felt like missed, and episodes that I felt like were really good. Um, and I think because I had particular expectations of this series as a musical, um, whereas you know some episodes felt like they're just singing they're just singing out of nowhere, like okay, you know, versus other episodes that were very coherent and felt like there was a structurally sound. Uh, progression at to to the singing, like the singing actually being relevant to like what's going on, um, you know. And again, the key thing about the show being like singing is used as like a like a a thing that accompanies the practice of medicine and and health um, in a holistic way. Um, and I, I think the best example of this was the Halloween episode. Um, where it felt like a, actually like a 30 minute musical or like from start to finish, there's an opening song. There's like a, there's like, here's a build up song. And here's like the big, like there were like each, each musical sequence was building up one after the other. Whereas I, I would say for the first couple episodes, they were just kind of, sing- you know, they were just singing like to demonstrate like what they were doing, the healing. And it, like, it didn't really, I, it didn't really coherently like connect in a lot of ways. You know, it kind of felt like, it kind of felt like a soundtrack moment. Like, here's a part where a character's singing. But it, it, it doesn't really directly connect to dialogue or narrative. Or, um, but but there were, like, some strong episodes, like the Halloween episode, where they were, again, planning for Halloween and kind of, like, transitioning to, like, um, their phase of, like, going up a level and, and like, thinking about, inter- you know, it's like, it's, like, near the end of the year. Like, oh, gosh. And, like, you know, there's this whole buildup that I felt like... Um, worked well and oh my god i don't know why this came up in my mind immediately but the winter round of song from my little pony friendship <laughs> is magic uh-huh. <laughs> it was like that it was like one of those like weird seasons you know but um but uh but yeah like i think i think that's what it felt like sometimes like some episodes felt like a, a children's t- like a, mu- a children's tv show with musical elements where there's a song that shows up but it doesn't really um but here and there, there were episodes where I think, like, I felt, like, met what my expectations were more so strongly. Like, okay, here's, like, actually a progression of, like, the music tying in with the script, etc. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a fun concept. Like, yeah, it took me a while to get used to it. Um, because I was just like, what, you know, what is this? What is this world we're getting into? Um, I think it could have done way much more. Way much more. So much more, I mean. Um. Um, there were, there, like, I think midway through is where the pacing and sense of time goes completely to shits. Uh, I, I think, like, cause you have these, you have, like, the first half of the series of these girls, like, basically in a school, right? It's like a school, you know, they're like, 
school training training situation. They're like still newbies, apprentices, and they're like, you know. And then like now all of a sudden they're like getting an internship. Like one of them is like the end of like the last episode is like one of them goes to like America to study and fulfill like her like pra- and it's like what? How like we like jumped three months ahead? Like you know like how much time is that? You know it's a little weird. It's a little weird. Like where um, there isn't there isn't like a very coherent like trajectory of like these girls training, growing, like you know get you know it, it was very weird. It felt like very inconsistent over like the speed of like time passing and us seeing that through. Um. I wish to learn more about this world. Like, you know, we only see a microcosm of this working in Japan. You know, like, again, they go to, like, one of the girls goes to America in the last episode. And I'll be like, wait a minute. They never, like, explained how this works or explored, like, how this works in Japan. Like, what is, you know, I mean, in, in the USA, I would love to, you know, like, like, how are, how are, like, Americans reacting to, um, you, you know the you know like the Japanese practice of it and see like our cultural difference you know um, there were just a lot of parts to it that were undeveloped and I felt rushed um, but yeah like for certain episodes that work it works and like again the music is stunning that's the point of the series the music is great and if it wasn't that'd be very bad um, yeah and when the singing starts it sells it right I think it sells it well but yes in some parts more than others like that's my overall thoughts of it. Um, and it's it's a wonder it's like a wholesome thing. It's like nothing. Many po- many points where nothing bad like bad things seem like they're happening. They don't. They actually don't. Like it's it's like shockingly like huh, like oh no is this surgery gonna wrong? Is this woman gonna like lose her? You know like is her pregnancy gonna go wrong? You know like um and it somehow it somehow all turns good in it. And, and I think it's my problem with it. Like the development of the girls and their growth across their apprenticeship to like going up a rank. It, yeah, it feels rushed. Like, there were part... Like, it didn't feel like they struggled. Like, I'm not to... Not to say, like, a character needs to struggle and suffer to, like... For them for them to have character value. I'm not saying that, but I mean, we're, like... I, I, I don't know if we've seen enough of, like... Those hurdles and misses for, for them to... to, to, to for, for this journey... Uh, this journey of them becoming healers to be so smooth and justify it being so smooth. Uh, yeah. It, that, that's kind of my issue. Like, I have very mixed feelings about this series overall, essentially. But more 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 good than bad, though. Um, it, it is a very commendable concept. Yeah. Though, and I, I'm glad I went through it, right? Um, but that's my thoughts on it, personally. No, I would definitely agree. Like, I'm glad that overall it manages to stick its landing. It's not going too out of the realm of, like, what is promised. Uh, when it comes mm-hmm. to characterization, that is definitely, I think, a... Uh, that's definitely a growing pain, and especially towards the end, right. where uh, there is this baked in sense of like drama, where it's kind of just but like nothing bad happens. No- yeah. Nothing bad happens. Like you know, we're yelling our insecurities at each other because we're getting fed up that we can't do this. That was like a good scene. Yeah, no, very well done scene. Yeah. But it, and I think there is enough that they hint at during each position where it makes sense. Like you know. Oh, you two are good at music because one of you had the access to it, and then one of you was already like trained. Well, right. you already yeah. have like your experience to our mentor, but you also have just like so much potential for anything else. Whereas healing is like the only thing I have. Like uh, there is a legitimate breakdown of what basically each person was like holding on to that was really well done, and I appreciated that. 
And the moment that, you know, there's a change to the status quo where basically their mentor is like, oh, by the way, you're all expelled. Uh, and that leading into like, oh, we're going to take up internships. We're going to go do other stuff. I-, I wish that they followed through on it because then they kind of just mm-hmm. go back to the clinic to continue right. training under their Like that was master. so confusing. Yeah. And also, and like, mm-hmm. yeah, the mentor also being cryptic, like she has something to hide, and then they reveal it, and it's like, oh, okay, like, like they again, like they keep building up to something bad or or something that potentially has like I, ramifications to it, and then they don't follow up on I it. I have really. anticipated this to somehow take a turn where like their mentor is actually just brainwashing people or something, like. Oh, I didn't think of that extreme. It, it but, is the um, pseudo Christian undertones that healer right, carries. Yeah. That I just expected a second shoe to drop. To to me, the way they keep talking, oh, like again, like not the main girls, but right, like the other adults and like the other, you know, and like her weird. I don't know. I, are they lesbians? I don't know what's going on. Her roommate. I don't know what's who. I, I keep forgetting. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with her relationship with that other woman. I, I I'm not sure of. Like assistant. Um, uh, and then they were sisters. Um, her, uh, they kept talking about. They they kept referring to her as if she's. They kept saying things like she's. You're running out of time. We have to. You have to keep working until you're. Is she dying? I'm like, does she have an illness? No, I like, get that. That was though. what I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. I thought. I thought. I thought it would have been an interesting and like full circle finale. Like if she was dying and if she had some sort of health issue and they had to heal her with theirs, you know, it was like the mentees helping, you know, that would have been cool. And that didn't happen, but yet they kept framing it. Like, that's what my theory was. They kept framing it. Like me thinking, you know, it was weird. And then it turns out it was nothing. It was like a nothing burger. It's like, Oh, she ran into her at some point And smart. Like I, okay, sure. Cool. I mean, pretty lame. I, I that was like a much lamer thing than I envisioned. Like they were gonna have to, yeah, that she was sick and they had to help her, and that made sense. I at least um. get it in like the similar way to like a professional athlete, where it's like you have a specific, like, right set time that you're probably like they say time like, window. Your most like uh, potential, like your highest potential right, for yeah. your career. So I get it to that point, but yeah, it's just like and. Uh, Rose, specifically talking about, like, with Kong Ming having this own, like, mysticism to music, I I at least get it in the context of, you know, having to fight, uh, Kong, like, he is essentially trying to fight the algorithm, and actively yeah. going, no, this person <laughs> that sings well, and has a good persona, is able to work concurrent to the algorithm. Here, it's like, Oh no, you know, they have the strongest voices and the most well-done performances. Their physical talent can actively cure people. And it's like I'll believe it, but also there is a lot of subjectivity or yeah, subjectivity to music at points where it's like you know, to call this healing music or to call someone so good that they are able to heal people, it's like, eh. 
Yeah, there You're was like no conflict or interesting viewpoints of opposition to like it, it's like everyone seems to accept this and i again like that's that's that goes back to the issue where i think this is like a very underdeveloped world where i i would love to you know again they're referencing other countries and cultures like hand waving it so then like why am i not seeing those perspectives etc like you know again and then, then they call they call the mentor like you know Rhea, like the witch you know like what is her history like what they <laughs> like really how did she singer. get here and it don't show much beyond you know <laughs> a- like i would love to know more about her um it really sounds like you almost want more spiritualism for for this type of thing <laughs> really right like well the way that it's presented it's like we're in the middle of like auditory healing or I forget the fucking name they. And mind you, we we are in a contemporary modern day yeah. setting right. too. There, there um, is enough allusion to this idea that like, oh yeah, like your mentor has to go to like meetings and whatnot because they're actively building the practice alongside regular medicine. Yeah, like the, like a medical <laughs> board and like and and then that too, like that's like a a thing I would have loved to see more, like that weird. Like I said, there's no conflict. Like, they what is mention- what is the relationship with this practice and then like yeah. medicine, like modern name, like where I there has to have been like some insane hospital directors like this is bullshit. Yeah, this sucks. yeah. Like, but no, we don't like, see they, that they at all. Like everything allude. just works. They allude yeah. to it, but then it's like <laughs> yes, oh, wait, they do. But then I'm they don't. <laughs> the singing and I feel soothed. Obviously, this works. <laughs> it never becomes a conflict of interest for neither those characters and like the growth of the. You know, it's just like. Oh, okay. Wow. I I don't know. Just like imagine what, just like the episode like, where they're the, so you, nervous. You know when you like see like uh, we see it in anime too sometimes, right? We it, in general like a show depicting school and the like it's in a school setting. The school setting is like, a significant part of the story, the the series or whatever. And you just, they don't just show the students at all, like, struggling at school at all, at all. They're just, they just somehow have all these other problems they're dealing with to make up for the fact that they are not, school is not their priority at all. I mean, hey, I appreciate that. That's what that. this feels like. They're just, like, hanging out. I appreciate that they're, like, you know, you're kind of compulsory. The- By, yeah, compulsorily in school. Because, yes. Because, like, you can't be a truant. But, yeah, not, like... All we know is that, oh, um, the one girl's classmates love her. And that's about it. Yeah. I, I, I think it also doesn't help that they're the only girls at this, like, particular place. And we're not really seeing other students a comparison, right? And then, a couple, and then, like, a couple of them are, like, introduced late to it. And they're not really significant at that or point. They're like, just, like, here. It makes sense uh, if you want this. If you're trying to allude to this being a very selective, like, vocation. Yeah. Which... Yeah, sure. Like three apprentices sure, yeah. concurrent with one another. I get it. But I, I I would be curious to see if this leads into anything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is this like, a, why are why the, are only women singing? You know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> get so many questions. So is this um, a, is this a one core? Yeah. Um Okay. I don't know. And this, I don't this know is original, this right? Yeah, this is an original, and it likely um, ties into maybe something they want to develop further. But in terms of like the series, as far as I know, that's it. Yeah, last episode <laughs> for the time being, that, that ending was just like we're getting by, and we're we're doing back stuff. at we're, we're back at this place. We're creating and, yeah. our oral images, which <laughs> have us depicted as like pseudo fairy titans. 
I mean, not a C rank, maybe. Yeah, like I, I, they don't. I don't know what their goal is after this. Like, I'm assuming B rank. Like, I, don't, I still to, don't to quite know the structure. Healers <laughs> to like, you know. Sure. Yeah. To heal good, if you will. It's <laughs> right. It's it's yeah. so insane to me because like one of the girls is like behind the counter now. Like she like finished pharmacy school in like twelve episodes. <laughs> that's what, that's what I'm realizing now. That's like such a funny shot, and I'm like, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Um... They finished pharmacy school in 12 anime episodes. That's what it is. And, and that's it. <laughs> I think God, they work at the right aid now. So this, you, you, you mentioned this like in a, in a past episode or something, but yeah. like the, the nature of normal medicine existing alongside this. But like, after you said it here, I'm really thinking like that really does seem like the obvious push, right? Like, I don't want these fucking children coming in and singing. Like, I don't... <laughs> This is but they rude. don't show resistance at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just feels like a missed opportunity. Without, or there's yeah. like doubt. The, the most that you get is like a doubt of something working. But then yeah, yeah. It lasts for two seconds. Or like you're so beautiful. It should be like they they go to America and then everyone has an electric guitar in the operating room or something <laughs> right? like something, something like that. You know, like I, I feel like there, yeah, they there could have been no more. Like, the illusion that like at all. You know, they talk about like oh we have all this sheet music prepared. We have all this like uh, product. And again, it's like. You know, maybe at this point we can only sing show tunes or non-specific sacred music. <laughs> non-denominational <laughs> choir music. About how good it feels to be alive and in the moment. I, my... One of my girlfriends has always had this problem with media in general when they have like a this this in this in universe song or con or like like film et cetera and so on and so forth. It, it is change. It, it's saving people's lives. It is changing people's dreams. Mm -hmm. Like stuff like that. And then like mm -hmm. you actually watch the thing. And I, I know you said that the the musical work here is decent enough that it, it works just fine. Yeah. But it, 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 I feel like that's probably also an issue to a degree where it's like like that 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 cured that person like okay uh, <laughs> I, I do wonder like because like, I, I was feeling that a little with Kong Ming every time they like singing that one cover over and over again and people in the streets were like oh my god every, and everyone clapped like a uh, fucking kids on the slope right with the the whole, like, <laughs> everyone running in like fast, yeah. <laughs> that very the thing that like almost all music based stuff does it's yeah, I, I'm at least glad that the music is is fairly competent and mm -hmm. here, but but yeah, to to be limited in that way, yeah, it's right. Like, what what if someone's like stuck on a particular genre and they can't? <laughs> you have to sing a specific. You genre can't heal style. anyone with that jazz, like yeah. Uh, <laughs> Like something like that. Like I think I I, I I appreciate the the concepts behind the show, but it feels like they should have had more fun with it. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, speaking of fun, I'm one episode behind. To not watch this weekend's episode, I think. But Spy Family, John. Yeah. That fucking dodgeball episode is insane. It was just a lot of fun. It was very funny. It I. Daddy. Yeah, the fucking the daddy father. and him running over to his fucking giant dad. Ugh. Hello, father. I will do good at dodgeball for you. Like, when it just said, like, Billy, six. I, like, lost my mind. <laughs> I loved it, too. 
It is. It, it was. It was so funny that he's like large for a child, but he's still like small. Like he's. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's so, insane, it was man. It was such, it, like I, I really feel like Spy Family. It, it's not like making any new jokes here, but it's just doing like, like older jokes really well. Yeah, absolutely. It's just. It, it's just a good. It's just a well-structured comedy. Like, I was just thinking about, like, how funny the the giant bouquet of roses that uh, yours brother brings in was. Like, I, like yeah. that, that, that's such a played-out bit, but, like, just the fact that they, you know, they, they keep it in the shots, and it's, like, used later for comedic effect when she, like, th- when she, like, throws them into it. Like, it's... They just, they just set up and deliver a lot of really good jokes in, in that show. It's formulaic, but it's formulaic in a way... Like, it's formulaic to a formula that I, I honestly feel is very old in a way that it's not as common these days. So it, it, it almost, like, resurfaces as, like, fresh, in a sense. For sure. Yes. It's... It, it, it's, it's, just a, it's just a fun program. It really is. And Anya is just a winner of a character. Like it, it, like if Anya was half as adorable and half as hilarious, like they just they just really they nailed the a child. Like they they, yes. they got the like having a kid around in a way that a lot of these shows don't because they try to make like a super smart kid or like you know I'm writing an adult who is in a child's body <laughs> as it yeah, tends to go. But this is just a fucking dumbass kid. Yeah, she's a little she's a little moron and it's great. Like she's just this but she means so well and she wants to do her best but she's also she also just wants to watch cartoons and you know she 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 understands that you know there's a lot wet on her shoulders here. Like she like if she doesn't do well in school, the world's going to end in her you know or at least that's how she feels with like you know her dad's worrying. But she's also like, fuck, she's like, well, she, she's not cussing, okay? Anya's not cussing, but she's just in her head just like, dang, I don't want to study. Studying is awful. I just want to watch Bond Man and eat snacks, eat peanuts. She's just like exactly what kids are like. They're just like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to do good for mom and dad. You know, I want them to be proud of me. But also... Dexter's lab is on right now. I want to watch Dexter's lab, so I don't know. It's a little difficult here. <laughs> I appreciate the I, I, bit with. Uh, yeah. Oh no, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Uh, there's a bit with Becky in the latest episode where she's just like, you know, uh, it, when you do good, you should get rewards. Uh, you know, what what would you like? What would you get for a reward? And she's just like, years worth of peanuts. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, that, like. The the way that twenty dollars can be so much to a kid, like it's a very good capturing of that energy. Yeah, it's it's both a reflection of how she you know grew up in poverty, and also she's not like living as large as the rest of the the kids are because you know they're all rich kids. But yeah. at the same time, also, she can't really, like, grasp, like, oh, this is a lot of money. This is a lot of money to me, you know, because it's just, you know, she, she, she's not spending the money. Her, her parents are. And, she would go you know, $10 mode. <laughs> exactly. She'd be like, oh, wow. I, like, like it, it's, it's literally, 
twenty dollars can buy many peanuts. Like it's that's literally yeah. Anya's thing right here. Like it's it's good. It's it's very fun. My favorite bit in the last episode was th- th- sort of like almost like the I mean it just almost a reoccurring bit or whatever. But it's like like the when she does really like shitty at throwing the ball or whatever, she's gonna be like, everything my mom says is a lie. It's just all stupid. She gives the worst advice. She, she or whatever. me wrong. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's yeah. like, she's just, uh, I, I, I do hope, I know we said this before. I, I do hope in the future. Cause I mean, this is getting another core and everything. And I know mm-hmm. the manga, but I probably won't cover it, but I would love to see more of your, because I really liked the Yuri episodes. I really liked that insane character. I usually, the like sister obsessed dude is usually like a character I loathe, but I thought it was really funny. Lee Dunn. Because, you know, there's not a lot of evil in this show. Like there is in a lot of shows like this, if you know what I'm saying. Sure. Like there's, there's not like a, there's, there's not really much sexuality to it. Like, yours wearing, like, you know, your has her breasts bobbling or whatever, but, like, it's not that bad. And they don't, they aren't, like, cracking, like, uncomfortable jokes about it. It's, like, ev- it's very everyone, chaste in a sense, but I don't mind the it. Show, everyone in the show is hot and they know it, but they're not, like, wagging it in your face. They're just kind of, yeah. like... Like you know, they they got they got Lloyd in like nice like suits, and he's looking all fresh and badass. And they you know like yours got her assassin outfit, which is you know iconic. But she's also in her like chill sweater that's got the fucking slit up the back that is just iconic in its own way. You know, like there's so many people that yeah. just see that and they're just like, oh wow, that's good. You know, <laughs> like and like you know yeah like there there are people who are like really into yuri too like i i remember like like i i thought the syscon stuff was a little too much but like i just remember as soon yeah. as I post, as soon as i posted that one of my twitter friends just immediately responded with i will fix him like they just <laughs> yeah i mean i i think like it was done in a way that was like like the thing is is like you want to talk like like the fucking cuck show that uh maverick's watching i don't I, cuck is the wrong like then just because cuckoo but yeah <laughs> but, but like the, the, every time you're talking about the fucking like pseudo incest shit in that show or whatever it's like that's the type of things i'm used to with this that type of trope and i feel like here it was just like a it, it i don't want to say wholesome at all but you know it's like it just felt more that, like normal it's not trying to portray it seriously. All of the yeah, all of the wise about it. sibling clan yeah. stuff in other media is so like, well, she kind of has a point. He kind of has a point if you think about it. Like this could be a very potential uh, pairing here, and it's like no, your brother's a fucking secret cop, and he's obsessed with you. But, like, you don't care about it, and you're gonna break his ribs again, because you're just Superwoman. Yeah, it's 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 definitely just being goofy with it. it yeah. It's, so, I get it. Yeah. I, I do just love that there's, like, a, the, the fucking five-second cheesecake shot of just your being your, in comparison to how much she does in the fucking episodes. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that does get to me. I like it. <laughs> um... Maverick, I'm I'm not 
caught up on this either. Oopsie. I have like two episodes left of this. The last episode I watched, the Umfi came out of the Iron Maiden. Yeah. Um, but Executioner. Uh, what yeah. happened with that? Was it all right? Yeah, it was pretty good. It it has a very, and our adventures will continue kind of ending. Mm-hmm. But I don't mind it because it's definitely a show, or it, it's a property that I do hope gets a second season. I think it sets up a lot for what's going to be coming out. And ultimately, it, it feels very much like a spiritual successor to Full Metal Alchemist, just in terms of the way that it lays down not only its setting, but also its magic systems. It, like, some of these battles later on between, you know, uh, Executioner, uh, between, like, Flareat and some of these, like, monstrosities or, like, different... uh, like, super-powered, like, uh, isekai people that she has to take care of. Like, it feels so familiar to just seeing, like, Adam Alphonse have to take care of a homunculus or having to just notice the way that everyone is still using the same level of, like, magic system, but it's just a matter of, like, how inventive you could be with it. And it was really refreshing. Like, you know, here it's having to condense it all into 12 episodes but i'm very curious about where it's going to go from there if they choose to pick it up again because the concept is really really like fascinating to see just in terms of how much gets unraveled as you just end up learning more about the characters and also it's a fun cast yeah i was definitely having i I think like the princess is a fun little character to have i think oh yeah Momo was a little more fun than I thought she might be from the beginning. Like, oh, she's a freak. I, like, yeah, like I'm all for like the devoted freak characters. Like, listen, especially in a Yuri. But I think like I was a little worried. Like, oh, the one joke will run out. But I think by by putting her with that princess, it added a lot more uh, dynamic uh, interplay that I wasn't expecting. Um, and I also think just in general, that world building stuff is great. I love to hear about the great human errors. I love to hear about pandemonium. Yeah. I love putting the umfi in the Iron Maiden. I did, like fucking, it just like, I, I just like when a show, when, not even a show, just like this, because this is a light novels, like just having fun with a setting and tropes and bits and just fucking going off on it like good for you like that's how i feel when i watch this show i'm just like good for you oh yeah you're you're living your best oc dreams they're having so much fun with it and i applauded every step of the way lv yeah what else you got going on anything Mm, do you got anything i know you said not much is finished but yeah, it's it's like an awkward like, oh, this thing has 13 episodes, not 12. What's going on here? Um uh Daemon's very good. Um Yeah. If if that's just one last thing I can talk about. It still has one Oroso though. I'm like, what? Okay. Um I it an excellent excellent series I, I think in regards to like 
dealing with interpersonal relationships in a lot of ways. You know, I think last time Africa and I talked about it, it, it is it is a show around a bakery where the main focus is not the bakery and rather the people in it, the people in it and the customers in it. Um, and I think it manages to avoid being <laughs> what what I felt like was an issue with Kotaro Kun in a way where it's like, here's here's the problem of the week. Here's the mental illness of the week. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it doesn't do that at all. Uh, as much as Kotaro I think, was very good, but uh, you know, I was exaggerating. But it, it does, it does kind of feel like that if you look at it from the, you know back away. It's like it was like that. Like here's here's a weird here's a problem of the week, uh, treated like a monster of the week. Um, um, especially when it comes to like I think constantly weaving the main character's issue, you know, uh, issues. Uh, you know, you have you know a child, you know, a child who's 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 still reeling in from the trauma of, like, her, her parents just being, um, just basically abandoned, like, basically abandoned, like, you know, not, not in a literal sense, but just, like, just, par- just parents who are very detached from her and, and her learning to find, like, comfort in this new, this new family that she, she was basically abandoned to, um, and then meanwhile, this other character who, you know, although is not really thinking of himself to be a father, but is, is trying to learn how to, be a be a good person for this this kid and also while grappling with some of like <laughs> uh his past and present relationships like teaming in some way and him him not knowing it and how that impacts with other people i i think it's like a very nicely woven series that intertwines all those things in a in a, in a good way in a good fulfilling way um and i'm curious as to how it will go Gilford or, or like how how the anime will end, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's something that's still like ongoing. Relatively just yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, good. I very I, uh it's a very competent anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, in general uh, with regards to like the mental illness of the week, then that is definitely a problem with a lot of those series. Like I think about like the like he even for how much I love Monogatari, it can feel like that sometimes where it's just like, like there, there was, there is a certain point in Monogatari, I think after series two, basically when they did the second season, um, where you are really like, we've kind of covered everyone's problems and it's just like, well, what if, what if we went to the mirror world and they had another mental illness and it's like, okay, like, it's like, uh, spinning the wheels as it were because you feel like you have to because that's the nature of your show right that's kind of the thing with i don't know if that 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 was sort of the impression i got from kotaro to an extent where it's just Mm -hmm. like we have to come up with something for everything always nothing Mm -hmm. can ever be downtime whereas in this there was a there's a lot of downtime i think it oscillates very nicely we're like okay here's them just doing stuff for the bakery and then meanwhile oh, okay here's here's someone coming in from um nagamu's uh nagamu's past you know like the ex who's like a recurring character who who realizes she's coming back here and there where she's still not sure if she's fully let go of him and stuff like that and it's but it's not something that you know something like that is not the main focus like it, it comes in and out and in a way i think that's very natural I, again, I think contrasting, I think my feelings about the passage of time and Healer Girl, like I, I, the the time, time like really goes by quickly here. Where like by the end of the anime, she's like the the 
Itsuka's like a little bit older, um, technically. Um, and I, I, I felt like that didn't happen out of the blue. I think there was like a nice seamless kind of transition to not transition explicitly there wasn't but it, it didn't feel it didn't feel jarring to get into that it's like whoa okay all right sure she's been with them now for a while <laughs> we go through the um, seasons in a way that is very yeah measured. yeah yeah like early in the uh yeah no early on in the uh series you definitely are just like hey we're gonna go have fun in the pool but now literally last episode was hey we're gonna go have fun outside in the snow but it doesn't feel yeah. It, it doesn't feel out of place. Like it, it's just as it takes a very deliberate pace that makes it so that oh yeah, like these are the transitions that we're going through to get to you know not a. I have no idea what the conclusion for the anime is going to be, but it's right. at least getting to a point where you can tell where growth has happened from episode one to episode mm-hmm. twelve. I think especially with Itsuka specifically, again, the girl, um, who, who is now very efficient and very passionate about, like, the, you know, doing with Wagashi and, like, just the dynamics of the store and how to work with it. You know, it was, like, a turning point where um, her mom, midway through the series, tries to actually retrieve her again. And it's, you know, and, and the mom was trying to justify, you know, her biological mom, her mom was trying to justify, like, she can't be happy here. I'm, I'm taking her back. I'm sorry that this was inconveniencing everyone here. And it turns out she is happy here. She is very much learning and, and acclimated to everything here. Um, you know, and, and, and she, you know, she, she leaves her. She leaves her, but then... As a result, it like she realizes I should probably just establish a, com- a contact with her. Like maybe I should, <laughs> maybe I should just not you know, um, and, and, and communicate with with everyone in the store about how she's doing instead. You know, so so yeah, it's it's like I think the growth is very apparent, and it's it it, it feels it feels natural and organic um, to everything. That's good. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um. I can't really say speaking of organic for this one. Maverick, I've also <laughs> been reading Berserk, um, but I'm way, I'm way behind because I restarted, basically. Um, oh, okay. I, I, I stopped keeping up with it once they got off the boat. Yeah, like, I, in retrospect, it feels like the boat was not immediately there, but also, like... I blasted through the entirety of Berserk in the span of five days. Yowza. I I definitely did when I was a teenager, so I understand. It is... So, like, you haven't read it before? This? No, never. This is the first time? Oh, wow, okay. First time cool, ever, cool, cool. and... You know, like, uh, there is, I think... Uh, Berserk is one of those manga... W- one of those properties that people will say, like, oh, yeah, like, this is just what everything else is based off of, or, like, like so many things, like, sample it or style it, and to an extent, you can feel very, it can feel very, like, easy to shorthand that. At the same time, it is so big, like, it, it is so glaring to see just how much was inspired by berserk yeah in a way where it's like 
I can't look at Final Fantasy VII the same way. I can't look at Dark Souls the same way. I can't look at... There are so many things that like I'll notice it now, and it's like, oh, yeah, that is just guts. But even more so now that I actually understand it. Like, Blythe makes so much more sense now, having caught up on Berserk. Even though I was already saying that prior to like uh-huh. reading it. It's just making the connections and even I, I will say, you know, it's so easy to talk about the things that inspired Miura when he was making this. Or sorry. It, it's easy to talk about the things that become inspired by Berserk, but I think alongside that this is a manga that is I feel is very much inspired by Someone who might have, you know, gotten some tokusatsu in him. Specifically, some of the Apostle designs later on feel very Ultraman-esque. Yeah, definitely. In terms of their scale and just the warping of the concept. But also, a lot of early Kamen Rider. I, I especially think about the original series, Ichigo where you have someone that is basically experimented on and used as a tool by uh, an organization, and the entirety of the show is just, this person is waging a personal war against the people that have wronged him. And, you know, he can wage that war independently and full of anger, but he can also try and find justice and what exactly it means to like enact that justice and it's a similar thing here with guts where they do such god mirror does such a good job of just showing how much hate and anger can be in a character like this where it's just like you know i can jokingly say oh guts is just like me for real but at the same time it's like yeah, dude. When you're like in that kind of a headspace, it does just feel like that. That there's something just, you know, pushing you to like have that bad day where it can all just let go and, you know, everyone will be affected regardless of your relationship to them. I also am like. As always, you know, the more that people talk about Berserk and the more that, you know, someone might think, oh, maybe I'll want to read it. There is always every content warning and trigger warning that you can apply to Berserk does apply. Doubly so with the stuff that people don't always mention. Yeah. (laughs) I am thankful that people at least brought to my attention the fact that Wild exists as a character because that shit is rough. He is an unlikable character. And Mira really goes in on that. Uh, some of the... Uh, uh, for the English translations, uh, during some of the Golden Age stuff, watch out for like the occasional F-slur. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's quite there. a bit of it. There, Especially and, and, early on. Especially early on, and it's so interesting to see that transition, you know, as it gets away from that 
even just like slowly reading the manga covers because I just downloaded a batch of just like the Dark Horse skins and you get like early on it's all that oh this isn't your grandma's manga or whatever like this is going to be fucked up and evil it, it slowly transitions away from that just to be like this is a very evocative series <laughs> and it, it it's funny to see the transition but also you know there is over, what, 30 years of just work in this whole manga. Because I believe Berserk started in 88. Like, it, you see the time pass, and even in just the way that I was just blitzing through multiple volumes, there's just so... You see the art evolve. You see just where exactly things were starting to, like, space out. Especially in the latter end of, like, these volumes where I just started to notice the actual dates between publication. Where it's like, oh, wow, this arc happened in, like, 2006. The boat happened in, like, early, like, 2010s. Like, I remember like, old episodes of the Super Best Friend cast talking about and joking about the boat. But then, right after that, you know, there's a very poignant material that... Yeah. Oh, my God, really just... Like, I teared up so many times reading this manga because of the fact that Miura does such a good job of just really getting to the heart of some of these characters... Uh, Farnese is just like me for real also just <laughs> uh, the the growth that she goes through as well and I don't know like I, I say all this you know we are of this recording four days away from chapter 365 a chapter entirely done without Miura based on you know what um his friend like was able to tell him about the uh ideas that are coming up but um I, I had read chapter 364 like that was actually the first chapter i read because i was just like oh well what is this i'm so curious uh-huh and i didn't really know what i was like seeing i'm just like what's going on here to read it again and just actually process what that last page was and to know that like for a second that would have been the last page of Berserk period it is such a different like it is such a different experience of processing all that and I don't, like, the thing I take away the most is just, like, the first chapter of Berserk, Guts is fucking a demon, because he's trying to trick it, and then he goes and fights the demon, and he's got just this sinister grin, because he's just like, ah, I'm gonna kill this, oh, whoa, like, it, it's so deep in its edgelord bullshit, and the first, like, smile that we see on Guts is that very much, like, it's just that shadowed silhouette. Like, just full fang motherfucker. And to see that evolve, where later on, some of the most, like, 
effective scenes are just seeing this man after seeing like the entirety of his journey and what is to come and those moments where there is just an unadulterated warm smile on his face after you've just seen everything that he's gone through because he knows where he's at now and recognizes what he is ultimately wanting to not just fight for, but actually protect. Like it's, it's it. No, I, I agree completely. Like just seeing the way that, it's like, I don't want to say this in the most same way, because I know I said this before, but like it really is strange, because you get to basically see like a man's empathy grow in real time. Like, writing this, I mean, with Mira, like, how you start out with just this very, like, dire, like, I don't want to say nihilist, but kind of, really, like, nihilistic, like, empty view, and watching it grow into, like, he probably read about a lot of the stuff that he's been writing about after a certain point, And then he learned about like, you know, the strength of people and stuff like that and how you move on and grow and that it's actually reflected here because it's such a long running series, like actually seeing how much it changes over time versus something like dragon ball. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's crazy. It's, yeah. it's really crazy. Uh, super you really do. F- yeah. Um, he had put out a video of just like, you know, a two-parter of, oh, if you've never read it, here's why you should read it. If you have read it, here's some of the, like, thoughts that come out of it. And part of it was a breakdown of Mir's work schedule, where it was like, waking up at 8.30 at night, going through separate writing periods, and ultimately sleeping for about five hours to then wake up and do the same process over and over and over again until basically the chapter of getting into the boat is where you get those prolonged wait times and delays in chapters and pseudo hiatuses because for the next 15 years Miura is just living his life and those chapters during that period are just so full of warmth even in the stuff that is like you know involving your main antagonist it is still showing what exactly does it mean for people to follow this dream and how that affects them not in a way that is trying to absolve griffith in any way but more so just highlight understand yeah just highlighting the reality that what has happened a year ago for these characters and to even just pinpoint the fact that 30 years to chronicle this one-year journey, you know, stuff changes. And ultimately, what started out, or what you had at the beginning, changes and alters over time. And the people that you keep close, the people that you would say are the most important, even in that short span of time, it just becomes different based on what actually is really mattering to you is one of a kind and i don't i I, i'm very curious to see how this continuation turns out 
I don't think it'll be anything like offensive or bad or anything. No, they uh, at all. No, I like I. I think this is people who obviously cared about him, so it's just going to be like you know trying to do their best by him. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I'll admit some of the stuff in later chapters. It isn't like art wise very jaw dropping, just because of the landscapes that he created. That said, you know, I cared about some characters more than others. Not everything necessarily impacted me, but that's not to say that, you know, nothing was there. It uh, Ultimately, I come away with this thinking, like, I, I would not want to put Kentaro Miura on a pedestal. If only because I knew, or I, I can sense that that's not the aim that he went for. Rather, it's like the fact that anybody, as long as they put in the work, can get to that level. That A lot of the later theming uh, when it comes to who Guts is, is this idea of like, you've been doing so much work fighting these angelic demonic creatures you know you're at that caliber do you still consider yourself you know a human do you still consider yourself equivalent to these people that you work with and without any hesitation guts will always affirm his own humanity because he has seen the people that have given that up and that is something similar that I can see just in the the way that, you know, if you knew that you were going to die tomorrow and there was something that you wanted to finish and you could either leave it unfinished knowing that it was going to be the pinnacle of whatever you yourself were going to do or you could entrust it into the people who you confided in that you think could still carry out this vision a lot of people mention it you know Miura is definitely someone that believed in the latter and we're gonna see that come to fruition soon uh, I need to accelerate my reread now <laughs> I, I, you, you said you, like earlier you said about like oh wow you see it in how many things were inspired by it, but it really is insane. Like, I know everyone says it, but Dark Souls, it's fucking ridiculous, especially Dark Souls 3. Like, yeah. I have to wonder, like, does fucking Miyazaki just reread Berserk all day, every day, like I did the <laughs> Gurren Lagann movie all those years ago? Like, that's what it feels like. I mean, fucking, I was going through the chapters where they go through Windham, and I'm like, oh, this is just Yarnum. Yeah. It's like fucking he, ridiculous. He wasn't trying anything new there. He was just like, oh, yeah, uh, the Demon City? I'm going to just make that. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Just, good on him, honestly. Like, fuck it. Like, I'll add a little bit of, like, Eldritch Horror there, but nah, just uh, primarily here. And even that's Berserk in itself, right? Like, that's just, like, other parts of Berserk is, to, an, to extent, an extent. Oh, my God. Just, the, the landscape's word is just... Muir depicting like the idea of an other world is so surreal. Yeah. Uh, 
like I need to get those tomes. I <laughs> they're beautiful. Yeah, they're great. I I've always wanted them. Um, all right. Uh, th- yeah, Berserk's good. Berserk's really good. Berserk's good. Uh, Go read it. Please look up the every single content warning for it because it yeah for real because it it is like it's it's. They aren't fucking around, especially if you're reading. Well, I mean, like, yeah, obviously you're reading it because the anime is bad, so yeah. don't watch that. But yeah, ninety-seven anime, I hear, you know, is at least endearing enough. And- it has a style. It has an yeah. aesthetic um, that I appreciate, even if I think pacing wise it's a nightmare. Yeah. Um, uh, th- there is no adaptation of the Lost Children arc, and that is a very important arc. So, yeah, read it in the manga, and it just read the manga because it's the best way anyway yeah it's just good just, it's it's a good read this, it's good this dude went to go apprentice for the mangaka of hajime no ipo and he said i cannot do anything for you dog you should go and make your own thing and then he fucking did and he it was like the best thing ever <laughs> good shit good shit his sword um, is so fucking big i i need to i'm gonna find i'm gonna find the video uh uh, but uh, yeah, uh, <clears throat> wrapping up the show, folks. Uh, the the anime show, not the Berserk show. Um, we watched Thunderbolt Fantasy. That was really good. But we're gonna watch a new one. John is picking the new anime that we are watching this month. That's John, right. what are we watching? We are watching Batman the Animated Series. No, I'm just kidding. We're watching The Big O. Woo! Because, honestly, we were we were kind of talking a bit about, like, Toonami stuff before the show. We were talking about, you know, how Fully Cooley and all that stuff had occurred. But I decided, hey, I, I don't, like, I, I don't even think I watched The Big O when I was a kid. So, you know, like, I definitely watched, like, you know, your Cowboy Bebop's, your Outlaw Star, all that stuff when I was a kid. I don't remember watching Big O. So, I want to fill in that uh knowledge gap here and i want to see how it holds up so yeah let's let's uh let's watch the big o together folks yeah i'm interested because i've never seen it as well and uh i'm curious to see how it will hold up in the modern era as it were especially with some fresh eyes um yeah uh did we check where is that just on crunchyroll it is on high dive. I, I look. It's on high dive. It's on wow, high really? Dive. Yes. All right. Well, it is. It is out there on high dive. Then yeah, I think you could just watch that for free, probably. Uh, right? I think you do. You do need a premium account, but you know there's, oh, okay. there's a trial. And I mean, high dive. High dive has some good stuff on it, so I'd say you should probably just check it out anyway. You know, look into getting a. Uh, getting yeah. A the subscription. The thing I respect about High Dive immensely is that they purchase every lesbian show, like, just straight up. They're just, like, like, they have Princess Principle, they got Machikado, mm-hmm. they, I think they had Kase-san, like, just nothing but respect for whoever over there is, like, we are getting this Yuri, okay, everyone, we are fucking getting it. Bloom into you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they fucking bloom into you. Yeah. They have, like, everything. They had, a, like, a whole, I mean, for Pride, they made a whole gay section. I think they had some funny ones in there that were questionable, <laughs> but mm. yeah, I think they have Prismatilia. <laughs> oh boy, which is a choice, uh, but it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, so the big O come back in a month, and we'll talk about that. 
Um, we got any, we don't got uh, any questions. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you got any questions you need to worry oh, about? Let's or? take a look. Let's take a quick look, real quick. I'm I'm opening it right now. No, we do not. All right, cool. Word. Um, we'll take it easy then. Um, classic bit. Here we go. Patreon.com slash VGCC. $3 gets you everything one week early like this. Other shows like Starlight Car, et cetera, so on and so forth as it comes out. Um, as I say every single time, if you want to send in a recommendation for an anime that we watch, next month we will be picking a Patreon pick. So if you haven't already, you can throw one in there and maybe make us watch something. Uh, the option is always there. And with that said... Thank you all for joining me, and uh, we'll see you next time on another episode of Unlimited Railworks. See ya!